We continue the series Treasures of the Transformed Life by John and Matheson. And today we're going to be talking about giving, shocking Our passage today is out of Psalm 116. In fact, it is Psalm 116. Uh, I won't be using every verse, but I figured having the whole psalm all over the Beginning at verse 1, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the faithful servant. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. This is the Lord God for all people. Thank you. Alright, so this morning I want to start out by talking about this thing called the hydrologic cycle. Everybody knows what that is, right? You may not know because, well, uh, come on now, Max, you guys got to know. This is not that far away from me. This is, well, maybe, maybe it is. It's been a while since you learned this hydrologic, hydrologic cycle really is something that we're all very familiar with, right? Because you know that uh, there are like clouds in the sky, right? And what happens with those clouds when they get heat? Water falls from those clouds in the form of snow and, and rain and hail and sleet. And then moisture collects, right? It collects in lakes and rivers and, and streams and sometimes underground and, and sometimes in the ground. And then evaporation happens as water absorbs back up into the atmosphere. And then condensation as water turns into, into clouds again. And then you know what happens? It rains again, and snow or sleet or rain falls from the sky, and it lands, and then it, moisture collects in places like oceans and lakes and rivers, and um, you notice in the cycle, and then, and then it evaporates and goes back up into the sky, and then the hydrologic cycle. So now you all know what, you didn't know what it was called, and you know, we learned about that a long, long time ago in school. Well, the, the cycle of giving works much the same way. By giving to God financially, we help this sequence of blessings to continue. In our science example, it's all about rain and how the cycle of rain works. But in our giving example, it's about money and cash and how that giving works. Sometimes it's a drizzle, sometimes it's a downpour, but as ones were afflicted into each life, some rain must fall. And that's true for us both figuratively and literally. So money comes into our life through works and gifts and other other means as we begin to collect it. And sometimes we put it in the bank 
Sometimes we put it into stuff and we buy a lot of stuff and we have, you know, we, we, we immerse our life with, with things. And when, but something interesting happens, and this is true with, with both water and money. When, when water collects, it can become stagnant. Money works that way too. Matthew 6.19 warns us, don't store up your treasures here on earth where they could be eaten by moths and get rusty and where thieves break in and steal. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven where they do not become moths or rusty and where thieves cannot break in and steal. So now we're at that point of evaporation, right? And you don't have to grab your wallet, huh? Now, yeah, this part we're going to say, yeah, my money evaporates to you and you're going to take it from me. That's what we're going to be talking about. That's not, not the same thing. It's not what I'm saying. In order for rain to evaporate, what has to happen? Heat. Where's the heat come from? The sun. Same thing we're giving for us, right? In order for our money to get back to the heavens so God... So hear this, so God can pour it out where he would like it to be. We have to be touched by another kind of son. The son of God, Jesus. When he touches us, and touches our money, miraculous things can happen. He compels us, Jesus was free, so he compels us to give whatever we have. And when we're motivated out of love and give to the church, that can be through tithes, which is a tenth of what we have, or offerings. God gathers it up for His purposes. So we always, that's why it's important for us to recognize that, that it's not about giving to the church, it's about giving to God. Things that were once stagnant come to life. We've seen some of that around here. We've seen amazing things happen in the last few years. A lot of that happens because of giving. We're not able to do all the things that we've been able to do to participate in our community the way that we're participating, participate in our world the way that we've been able to do it without God taking that which is giving, giving to Him in honor of Him. You know, the thing that I pray every every week with the offering is that He would that, that this is for you, Lord. Expand it and so that we might be about your business in this church, in this community, in this world. Do miracles, Lord. Impossible stuff with the gifts that are given in this place. What goes up must come down. The more we allow our money to rise to the heavens, the more likely we are to see an abundant We see some of that too. I look at the giving on our, our current bulletin. We're going to get this year. We've never been in that circumstance before. Praise God. Praise God. Now, an unfortunate thing gets to happen when it comes to the money and, and church. Preachers get uncomfortable with the subject, so we tend to uh, avoid it because we're afraid to offend you, to uh, offend our congregation, we're afraid that we'll come across as takers, that we're just here to, to take, take, take from you, so, so we don't bring it up enough. But I think that I have a responsibility to talk about the importance of giving. Hear this too. It's giving back to God what was His in the first place. He blesses us with 100%. And He says, keep 90. That's the best. Keep 90. 
Love of money is devastating for us as people. Matthew 19, Jesus tells us that it's very hard for a rich person to get into heaven. And that's probably because once again, money is hard to let go of. Remember a few weeks ago, what Johnny Rockefeller saying, how much money is enough? Just a little bit more. A little more. The story of the rich young ruler is, is, is in Matthew 19, and that's where the, the young ruler comes to him says, and, and asks him, you know, what does it take to be saved? And he says, let me follow the commandments. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love your neighbors yourself. And he's feeling pretty good at this point because he says, you know what? I've been doing that my whole life. I've been good to And then Jesus. I have this sense that Jesus kind of gave him one of those looks and said, Okay, I'm going to sell all you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. I'm surprised that I've had the rich and ruler and said, What? Are you kidding? I got a lot of stuff. I'm rich. I'm not a young ruler. I'm a rich young ruler. And he went away to his We don't know much about the rich young ruler at that point, other than he went away very sad, which would indicate that he was more interested in keeping his money than selling it and giving it to the poor. Now, I'm not up here to tell you to sell all your stuff and give it to the poor. I don't think that's what he's trying to say in the lesson. What he's trying to get across is that where we have stored up our treasure, there our heart will be also. And our heart cannot be focused on money and keeping it and on the work of Christ and doing it. Those things are, are, are in different realms. God blesses us so that we can do those things in ministry. So why give? John and Matthew give several reasons for that. One is it's a chance to be like Christ, right? To be like Jesus. Now that's something that we can only do through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Ken this morning gave a great testimony and, and, and he talked about really what, what people were doing, but really what God was doing through people, through the power of the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit can do in our lives is phenomenal. Because it's not about me or you or, or what we're able to do, it's about what God can do through us. And when we give sacrificially, then we're being like Christ. Christ died for us, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes that he will not perish but have eternal life. I think that's right, right, Victoria? Yeah, okay. Another thing that, that giving in is a witness to our faith, right? Because the world says spend all your money on the stuff that's important to you. And when we say no, we're going to give to the work of Christ through the world that's a witness to our faith. So what we need to be doing is asking who, where, and how much to give. Every week I say it, I talk about the offering being for our guests to not worry about it. Still no obligation to give, and I absolutely mean it. Because I want, I, I, I want let, let me try to be as clear as possible about this, because I think sometimes we get into this place as preachers where we, you know, it becomes about the church where we're serving. And I think that Bold Springs obviously is a good place to be. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. But 
point about giving is not to give to Gold Springs United Methodist Church. Giving is a spiritual discipline. Every bit as important as prayer, study, service, worship. It's a part of who we are as disciples of Christ. So if you don't think that Gold Springs is a good place to invest your money to work in the kingdom, don't give here. But give somewhere to the work of Christ in this world. That's what it's about. Got to give. Because if you don't, then your heart will become moth-eaten. Think about what that passage is really saying. It's going to be rotten. Give to the work of Christ in the world. Now please be discerning about that. There's a lot of places out there, a lot of Please forgive me if this offends you, but there's a lot of televangelists and folks out there who are not doing the work of Christ in the world. Now, some are. Be discerning and wise about where you're giving your money, but give it to the work of Christ in the world. If that, if you don't think that's here, okay. This is not about old strings. This is about your heart. About. God being doing everything within you that he can do. And I know I'm crazy to say that in the past year, but it's that important. Jesus talked about it more than anything else. It's that important. When we get money wrong, it messes us up. Give to the work of Christ in the world. So what do we do? We give what? Seven. Give. To the work of Christ. Seriously. Give to the work of Christ in the world. Say it with me. Give to the work of Christ in the world. Yes. Remember that. Grab hold of that. Live that out. Giving helps keep our priorities in line. It helps keep perspective on things. It's critical for us in our walk. So what the tithe? Tithe is a, is a 10%. It's the first fruit of the fields where they would bring it to the priest and they would, they would give it as a temple. Stanley Jones said this. He said, God is the owner and you are the owner. I just like that. God is the owner and you are the owner. This puts God in his place and you in yours. You are not free to manage your material possessions as you like, but as he likes. Now, think about that quote. Is it ideologically accurate? Practically, though, that second half is not accurate because you actually are free to spend your money however you want to spend it. You can spend it on the people that away. I mean, there's lots of stuff on eBay. Yeah, there's a lot of good, cool stuff to, to go buy on eBay. Craig did. I think God's preference would be that you choose his way over our way, but that's up to you. Free will is an awesome thing. The free will can get us in trouble. Give as you are able. Deuteronomy 16 and 17. As he has blessed you, so we are. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasure. Many, many people threw in large amounts. But as four women came, put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, and she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All she had to live on. Obedience is critical to God. 
The having is not about a particular event. It's about being, about following what he has told us to do. The widow put, what we put in what was in her heart. It showed that God was first in her life and first in her heart. We are to be a generous people. We are to be cheerful givers. It's one of the things that, that is supposed to just differentiate us from the rest of the world. We don't give the grudge when we give because God has blessed us and we want to bless other people and we want to see what he'll do. We want to watch what God does with this thing. I have to to watch what God is doing. I love it. Absolutely love it. Got a call from water at work this week. I haven't been able to connect them. But the woman was so grateful for the gift that we gave from that Christmas Eve offering. She wants to connect with us and talk about the difference that it's making at their opposite planet and in the Giving matters. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. You see, God is faithful. God is faithful. You can't put your trust in him. You absolutely can. I hope you do. I hope you do. Thank <laughs> you.